Welcome to the Invisible Path. Uh, I am flying solo this week. My schedule and Joel's schedule just never matched up in a way that we could sit down. And he's a he's a very busy man. So um, looking forward to getting him on again uh, next episode. But this episode, we're just going to roll through some solo thoughts. Um, so I have a question that came in from Earthworm Jim. And uh, it says, I'm starting to wonder how much of an impact you can really make. Guys, do you think you can change people? Or is that just a pipe dream? I think um, this is actually a question that I've, I've kind of been saving, been holding back. And uh, because I think it's fascinating. Um, it ties into the free will episode for sure. And I'll, I'll kind of walk through how I think that that is the case. But essentially, the answer is yes. Not only can you change people, you do change people every single day with every single interaction you have. I've been asking people a question similar to this over, over the kind of since this came in past couple of weeks. And... Uh, the response has overwhelmingly been, you cannot change people, which has melted my mind in a way. Um, because I know I change people every single day. I think that the there are there are some really there are some really interesting things about this. Number one, you can't change people the way you want to change them. You cannot make someone something you want them to be because they are their own individual being. But just because you can't make someone what you want them to be doesn't mean you can't change them, right? Every interaction we have, every piece of information that goes into our brain becomes a part of the collective subconscious. And that collective subconscious presents us with every single thought we have. So our brain is, is literally just an information information gathering resource. It takes in everything and it holds it and it stores it and it stores it in a way that's kind of protected behind a wall so that we're not just thinking about every single thing that's ever happened to us at once. But every single thing that's ever happened to us does play a part in the calculations of what is presented to us. So changing people is really easy. And if you don't think that's true, imagine yourself walking to an interview, right? You're gonna go interview for your dream job and, and you are like right on time. You have no time to spare, but you're not gonna be late. As you put your hand on the door to open the building, someone comes up to you and says, knock, knock. Now, this is a weird thing to happen, right? You have a choice, you can either just go in or you can say who's there and you decide to say who's there and this person throws a milkshake on you. Well, that milkshake being thrown on you is going to change your life, right? You may get the job, you may not get the job, but your attitude very likely is going to shift. The likelihood that you get the job is probably significantly less, right? It, it is pretty unlikely 
that you walk into a high profile job interview covered in a milkshake and they're like, that's the, that's the person we want for this job. But maybe they look past that. But you're always going to be known as the person who showed up wearing a milkshake. So changing someone's life is really easy. Changing someone's life for the better isn't quite as easy. And I think when I have been identifying this, I've found three ways that we can change people for the better. And they're all about showing someone a new perspective. So the first way that I think we can change someone for the better is we can lead them. We can show them by our actions a new perspective. The second way is we can ask them questions, asking questions that unveil a new perspective within them. This is one of the most powerful ways, I think, to change someone. It's also the one that probably takes the most amount of skill. And then the final way is to engage them in a narrative. So engaging someone in a narrative that teaches them a new perspective. So lead them, unveil questions with, unveil perspectives within them, or teach them new perspectives. Those are the only three ways that I can think of that you can, you can change someone for the better. Changing someone super easy, changing someone for the better, I think takes a little bit of skill. All three of those things take some skill. Um, leading is a, a really, a really uh, brute force way, right? It's like, I'm going to show you, I'm going to demonstrate, I'm going to take action. Asking questions is a really intellectual way, right? It's can you, can you connect in a way, can you, can you create questions that will be so striking within someone else that they will shift the way they think? And creating a narrative is, is um, probably the most dangerous way, right? Our brains are so hooked into narrative that if we use narrative in the wrong way, you end up with people getting algorithmed, right? Like, uh, and that can happen. You know, I, I really am struggling with the fact that my brother has been algorithmed. And um, I feel like I've lost my brother into this, this place of, of non-reality that I, I can't connect with. And that's a really, it's a really hard thing to deal with. And I understand what's happened intellectually. I understand, you know, he's been fed a narrative and he's bought into this narrative and he's identified with this narrative. And because of that, he has created a new perspective of reality. And I haven't been skilled enough to bring him back yet. And I don't know that I will ever be skilled enough to bring him back but I, I definitely spend a lot of time thinking about it. And I definitely know for a fact um, to go back to the original questions, can we change people or is it a pipe dream? You can absolutely change people. And I think there are three ways. So if you're looking at wanting to change someone for the better, right? And I think that's the, that is a really important piece. So I'm gonna just jump back on that for the better. Like, being an inner, inner Yelp reviewer, taking a really selfish perspective on something, those will change people. Fighting with somebody on the internet, that will change someone. 
but it won't change them for the better. So if you really do want to make change, you have to realize that people are only doing what they're doing because it's what they know. And if you want to change them for the better, you have to be willing to raise their level of awareness and investing uh, in building the skill sets to do that is probably the most important thing that I can think of in my life right now is, is a really investing in how we change people who have been lost to an algorithm, who have been fed a narrative that doesn't serve them, doesn't serve anyone, um, but they have deeply and, and powerfully attached themselves to it. So yeah, thanks for that question. Um, man, it's a hard one. I wanna um, maybe continue, maybe continue that, that idea down this path of um, what to do if you are feeling super frustrated. Uh, what to do if you are upset with the world right now, if you're sad about the world right now, if you're hurt about family members' decisions right now. Because it seems like, it can seem like there are two options. You know, I've, I've been feeling this. I've been, I've been stuck in these thoughts of, you know, how do I fix the world? Or is it even worth it? Do I just do nothing? Right. Is, is the option, is, the, is there a binary choice here? Do we try to fix the whole world or do we just say, well, the world's burning. Might as well roast some marshmallows. And one of my, my yoga stories this week actually is about this. You know, um, if you're angry, if you're sad, if you're upset, why... Are you trying to fix other things? So if you are the one who's angry, if you are the one who's sad, if you are the one who's upset, you have to fix you. And that um, feels really weird. It feels, it feels really off-putting sometimes, even to me. But as I've been thinking about this more and more, I've come up with this a hierarchy of human awareness, this three-tiered hierarchy. And there's probably more tiers, but um, I only have three right now. I'll keep adding as I uh, keep progressing. So at the bottom of this hierarchy of, of human awareness is selfish expression. All the things that are, that are these are the things that will impact me right? And, and making choices purely from a place of these things will impact me. And my perspective is right. And my perspective is the one that everyone else on this planet should follow. There's a level up from that, from the selfish expression, which I'm calling societal expression. And societal expression are, are people that are, are thinking in terms of how their actions and the actions of others impact society. You know, um, these are all the isms, racism, classism, sexism. 
If you're thinking about these as problems, you've update, upgraded from selfish expression, how will these things impact me, to how these things will impact society. And I think that that's a pretty good update. Uh, depends on how we approach those things. For instance, if you are, uh, we'll just leave those solutions to the side right now. I don't, I don't want to get convoluted in, in this idea of the hierarchy of human awareness. But at the bottom, self-expression, societal expression. And then above that, and th this kind of new set of awareness for me is individual responsibility. And the responsibility that we each have is to be the, I don't, the best version is not what I'm looking for here. What I'm looking like, it, we don't have the responsibility to be the best version because I don't, I don't know what that means. And that offers too much, uh, there's, there's too much ambiguity in the best version because it's easy to say, oh, well, this is the best version I am today because some bad stuff happened to me before. And that is a use of like my trauma, selfish expression, right? So that takes you back down to the bottom rung. So the top rung, individual responsibility. And these are, this is about yourself again, which seems selfish, but the reality is it's what is required. You cannot be fixing the world's problems if you're unhappy. You cannot be fixing the world's problems if you're upset. So if looking at someone wearing a stupid red hat makes you angry, that's a problem you need to fix, right? And once we all take that responsibility, all these solutions, all these problems have their own solutions. So the interesting thing here is that the bottom of the hierarchy of human awareness is about things that impact me, selfishness. The top of the hierarchy of human awareness is about things that will impact me, but with a complete and total acceptance of the responsibility. And I wanna, I'll, I'll dig into that just a, just a touch more, right? Because I, I really wanna, I really want you to understand what I'm thinking here, just to see if you agree with it, right? So it is very easy to find things that make us upset these days. And those things that make us upset do uh, generally feel like they're going to ruin the world. And if we let them, they will, but not likely not because of the reasons we think, right? If we keep continuing to build this divide, we're going to, we're not going to destroy the planet. The planet, the solar system, the universe doesn't, doesn't care much about individual human expression or humans in general. Um, we wipe off, humans are the only species that exist on this planet that if we removed completely, the planet would thrive right? Like we, we remove earthworms, for instance, from our planet, the planet completely collapses ecologically. We remove humans from the planet, 
And ecologically, the planet flourishes because we extract and utilize and waste resources at a way that is unprecedented. So keep that in mind. <laughs> the planet is the planet. We're, we're talking about saving humans, not saving the planet, saving humans from our own irresponsibility. Selfish expression, societal expression, individual responsibility. So when we, the difference between selfish expression, which is, these are the things that will impact me, and individual responsibility, which is, these are the things that will impact me, is the acceptance of whose fault it is. Fault might be the wrong word, but we're going to use it anyway. You know, if you're mad about someone wearing a blue donkey on their shirt, you, that's, that, it, that is not their problem. That is your problem. You're mad about something. And in, or, it, in order for you to fix that thing, you need to fix it. You can attempt all you want to go around and get rid of every single person who's wearing a blue donkey on their shirt. That's a thing you can do. It's not going to work. It's going to create a, a larger problem and it's going to exaggerate and, and exponentially expand the problem that you think you are trying to fix, remedy. Once you let go of that identification that you've created with the red or blue party, once you let go of that identification that you have with your past trauma, once you let go of that inner Yelp reviewer, once you let go of this idea that you need to mandate fitness, you're just back to you. This person who's angry about something, who's upset about something, who's miserable inside their own being. And if you take that miserable person and you put them out into the world, you're, they are going to change people. So if you're miserable about the things that are happening in society, you're going to go out and create more misery. Your interactions with other people are going to change them for the worse. The solution here is changing people for the better. And you cannot do that if your interactions with them are the reflection of a miserable being. So as we tie all of this together, yes, we can change people. The first person that needs to be changed is right here. It's me. It's you. It's all of us. But the change itself has to come from within. Patrick, you're saying that the change has to come from within. Yes, it does. So doesn't that mean that we can't change people? It absolutely doesn't. I'm, go back to the milkshake. We do change people. It doesn't have to be a milkshake, right? It could just be a terrible comment, right? You're walking into that door. You're walking into that interview. You grab the door and someone says, hey, Patrick, you look terrible. 
well, how's that going to change the experience that you have in this interview that's happening in five minutes? Are you going to be thinking about that? Likely, you might not, but likely. And if it wasn't that, someone could say something that would change you in a way. It's just words. Words change people because they are interpreted by the brains of other people. This, this conversation I'm having with you right now will change you. It is going into your subconscious collective. And at some point in the future, a not even not some point, the next thought you have, the next thought that bubbles up, the thought that's bubbling up right now is happening because you're listening to this. So yes, we have the ability to change people, but the change that's needed has to come from within. I get that that sounds convoluted. So I'm gonna try one more time just to kind of unthread this and sew it back up. When you're thinking of change, there are degrees of change. I cannot change you 100 degrees. 360 degrees, but I can change you one hundredth of a degree. And the one hundredth of a degree either cumulatively added up or stacked on top of changes that have already happened in your lives may be the one hundredth of a degree needed for you to realize if I'm angry, if I'm mad, if I'm upset, if I'm hurt, if I'm sad, it's not about fixing everything else in the world. It's about fixing me so that I'm not angry, hurt, upset, mad, sad. Everything else in the world is still going to be everything else in the world. But there's no reason for me to go through this experience upset. And when I do, when I do go through this experience upset, I make the world a worse place. So yeah, there are ways we can change people. We can lead them, show them a new perspective. We can ask them questions that unveil a new perspective within them. Or we can engage them in a narrative that teaches them a new perspective. But we can't make them the person they need to be. But we can help them get there. So yeah, that is a couple of really good questions that led into this idea that I've been thinking about, the hierarchy of human awareness, selfish expression at the bottom, societal expression in the middle, and individual responsibility at the top. And you have the individual responsibility to joyfully express yourself in this world even when all the things aren't going exactly how you want them. Because, selfishly, because joyfully expressing yourself will help, will make things better, will make the people around you better, and will change this world, this human experience for the better. Thank you guys for being you. That's gonna wrap up this week. I hope there was some value in this. I'm looking forward to getting Joel back. 
digging into some topics on a deeper level. Questions, comments, send them my way, pb at vibetality.com. I love you guys.